and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast plus links to PayPal, Venmo, buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queens are getting a loved one visit and the emotions are real. But when it comes to doing a makeover, let's just say that some of the girlies were lucky to have a loved one to cry into the arms of. It's time to talk all things Candace Drag Race 4. And here with me is a star about to be born on Block Top. It's Sebastian Kitsky. How are you? I am tired and excited um, for all this. I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy. I'm tired. I'm always tired. Drag Race just never lets me sleep. Um, but welcome to the show. Friends, I've got no new drag news of the week, but I will let you all know that uh, soon you get to vote for the Block Talk Drag Race End of the Year Awards 2023, because finally this season will end and we'll have a full, complete 14 seasons finished. And now you, then you can vote. I like to be fair. And I had to include Canada perfectly because we don't know what was going to happen in this episode of the next in this week. Vote, vote, vote. All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing real TV show characters as presented to us. Reality production. We're showing the editing of the television show. Wants to see we react to the presenting yes. The building going on tuning. We're going on television to share the craft. They've also been discussed with some podcasts around the team. Discuss reality TV show. All right. We are at the penultimate episode of Candace Drag Race Four. How have you been enjoying the season? Um, I really like this season. I <clears throat> I didn't tune in a lot to last season. I, I just wasn't feeling it as much so i'm really happy that for me at least they picked back up because i really like season one and two so do you think it has anything to do with decision making and the fact that brooklyn and friends don't have to decide who the bottom two are for the majority of the season it was the queens and the golden beaver i actually i did like the golden beaver twist i feel like this was a twist that it didn't feel like ill willed and it just it didn't, I don't know. I really like this twist. It didn't, it didn't, um, a lot of twists, like, like the chocolate bar, for example, I did not like. Um, and it's it's nice to see Canada adding twists like that, too, because, like, you can tell they're really establishing themselves as their own standalone franchise aside, the U.S. one. Um, yeah. I think they're doing a really good job at that, so. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was interesting for me as someone who likes consistency and fairness. It definitely threw a wrinkle into the game. Yeah. I prefer this kind of twist on a regular season. But hey, at this point in time, throw shit at the wall. Let's see what works. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do think it did help when it came to deciding who the bottom two out of the three are. Because I, I feel like last season... There were so many times when you would have a clear bottom two and Brooklyn would save the one that should be in the bottom. You're like, really, girl? What are you doing? So I was happy with how the season shook out because of that. Yeah. And Melinda. We'll talk about her a lot this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, like you said, we all know that there's 
a little bit of production going into Drag Race, uh, especially decision making. And I think what you kind of highlighted it really good. Like they took out their ability to fully kind of sway things in their own favor. Um, not that the queen's opinions are necessarily <laughs> any more valid than sometimes the judges, but it is what it is. All right. Denim has sent Kiki home. She loves her, but she was in the bottom four times, so she did what she needed to do. Peace out, Kiki. LOL. Or Kiki motherfucking co, because apparently LOL and co look the same in lipstick. All I could think about in this scene is how Venus's hair was sticking out from under her wig, which, like, it was the end of the episode. It's cool, but, like, it, it was so zoomed in, and it's such a different contrast. Like, I cannot... I think both times I watched the episode, I was like staring at it as nira says she'll be the prettiest of the finale pretty young brat that brat at the couches denim says her ass really really hurts as we are reminded she did an ass drop in the lip sync but the girls will encourage her for continuing to surprise them when she performs um friends if you're a drag artist and you do um an ass drop like that that's on you it hurts i prefer a death splat but there know. we go i'm here for that yeah Denim believes she's the wild card of the competition. And when we got that uh, confessional this episode, I knew this was going to be a positive episode for Miss Denim. Aurora is congratulated for her two wins. The only one in the room with two wins. Kind of crazy. It feels like not a lot of wins. Um, I don't think... I mean, I, I feel like we're used to shows and franchises where... By this point in time, someone has like four or five wins and the season's over and we're just waiting to see who comes in second. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes I've noticed, I feel like the the one who wins the most challenges doesn't win a lot of the times. Like, I feel like the person who wins the second most tends to win. Um, I, I don't think track record has that big of a deal. So I feel like every season they sit there and they like brag about who has the most wins. But like a lot of it is going to come down to the finale, too. It's true. And also, it is true. I, I always watch like the like I've been watching on the Instagram posts and just seeing who has the most support because like the fan support, I think, does matter. I think they want people to generally be happy with the conclusion of the season. So they pay attention to that stuff. So that's true. Nira thinks Aurora is the biggest competition and thinks she needs to fall. Very kind of her. Venus feels she has underestimated her drag as she has done things there she didn't expect to do. But Nira will kindly remind her that the reason she has such a light aura around everyone is because she's not tucked. She's less uptight. She's got a flower on her head and sitting pretty. To be fair, I know many a drag queen who tucks and um, after a while they are irritable. So I get it. Mm -hmm. Understandable. The pretty lady will now tell the crazy lady that she didn't think she would be sitting there. Did you, did anyone expect Mother Melinda to make it this far? Uh, Edit-wise, yes. I could kind of tell they wanted to keep her around. Um, it also is kind of yeah. like, it, it's nice. I feel like they, I don't know if US season would have <clears throat> like allowed her to like have the chance to prove herself like that far. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, mm -hmm. like, she was definitely bringing in ratings um, in Untucked and stuff. So I knew they were at least going to keep her around like a little more to see that if that would continue. But once she started doing well, I, I already I was like, yeah, they're going to probably I was I kind of thought like final four, final five. I don't know if she'll make the it finale. checks out. 
Denim is glad that she has proven them wrong. If she thought Melinda would be first one out wearing that rainbow catsuit, I mean, that's the tea. She is not a booger or a punchy bag, but um, doesn't mean that her drag isn't great. Choices. Choices. Mm -hmm. Melinda states she's felt unprepared being there, as we will learn exactly why later this episode, but she has forced herself to dig deep and discover what else she has in the box, as the other queens didn't expect her to last last this long. It's given her the drive to sprint to the end. Time to get out of drag as the intensity of the competition is rising. As Melinda then says, she's going to sneak her way to the crown as she is the only vixen among the four love bugs. Okay, the odds are not in her favor, but first she tells us she's going to sprint. Now she's going to sneak. Can you sprint and sneak at the same time? I mean, yeah, ninjas do it all the time. Is Melinda a ninja? Or she wouldn't tell us if she was. She so. wouldn't tell us, but maybe she is. Ooh. It could be an undercover like uh, assignment that had actually nothing to do with Canada's Drag Race for all we know. I'm here for him. It's a new day, Moose's top five. Nira was in the top last week, and she wants to keep the train moving. Choo-choo, honk-honk, move out the way, move out the way. Uh, since when do trains honk and do rap? I can see like a honk. Okay, okay. Um, Maybe more like Steamboat, but I see it. I see it. She also sounded very butch. Good for her. Yeah. Good good for her from playing a role. Nira's feeling the room is still too crowded. Melinda thinks it's too quiet and asks if that's what sounds like in Nira's head. Honestly, I would say that's what I think Melinda's head sounds like, emptiness. But no, I think she has a lot of voices in her head. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot going on in Melinda's head always. She looks like one of those The alarm sounds and Rue's message for the girlies hints they won't be alone as maybe some love will be joining them. Brad is here looking pretty in pink and asks if they are feeling a bit homesickening as they are about to get a remedy for that. And for those who have a heart, get your tissues out because you're about to blubber. The love is entering the chat. It's been a while since we had a loved one um, makeover on uh, an american speaking franchise i'll get i'll say american speaking franchise when was the last one do you know i mean uh, oh it's it's been some time i mean yeah, the last but... one i can remember that internationally was france season one um but yeah that that a little different here the door will open the hunk of a man known as nearest fiance walks in she is a mess but i bet her head in her head she's like i am happy to see you but not to see you in fucking drag um yeah that's not what we want to see in drag but he is her hot fiance jacob it is a boost for her to be in his muscly arms would you say that jacob is hot <laughs> um he is not by any means unattractive i'm not someone i would go for but like i really see i see it for nira though like i see yeah. it together they look like a very good couple like for for me I, i've i'm notoriously known uh to to fall madly in love with twinks uh so he is definitely not that ever ever not at all i mean yeah i try to stay away from like white boys and I, uh that's he, fair but yeah yeah <laughs> Other than that, um, yeah, no, I see it for her, though. Like, I feel like I see the stars aligning for their relationship. And, and they seemed really, really happy together. I kind of did no notes for this. But, like, I remember that he, he was so happy to see her. So Jacob will say he's not surprised to see her in the top five as he is proud of her and has been proud of her since the moment she left. 
I can't wait to find a man who supports me when I do amazing things like that. Alas, one day, one day. See, I can post an entire amazing podcast about um, my interview with the winner of Survivor 44 and no one cares if I have a oh lover. God. So yeah, I, I was like, this is giving so Survivor right now. And I was, that's what I was here right? for. I cry every Survivor family visit. Um, so here I was like- Well, then you have to go listen to my recap. I just had Jam Jam on to talk about Survivor 45 finale. Yeah, I, I forgot. I didn't know if you crossed over into Survivor world, which is really cool. Oh, very much That's, so, all, very that's much another so. interview because- <laughs> Oh, oh, believe me. All right, next through the door is Venus's mom, Joanne. It is the person who gave her life, as Venus calls her a grounding force. Joanne says it's indescribable how proud of her she is. And we have a really, really nice moment here, but we're going to move right along because we got a surprise reunion, this time for Aurora, as it's her bestie, Trinity. Stunning, model, perfect, beautiful, Linda Evangelista. Yep. Gorgeous. But Trinity will reveal that she has a letter for Aurora from her mom and dad. Um, Y'all knew they were going to make her read that on there. There was no private time here. I feel like she almost didn't want to. Like, she tried to be like, "Mm," and they were like, you want to read it? Well, especially because up until this point, her parents technically didn't know she was doing drag. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, it's, like, they were, I yeah. I'm, I don't know why they didn't come instead, but it's, like, they were the ones that should have been there. So to hear their thought, not should have, but, like, that's your first thought, you know what I'm saying? So hearing their thoughts was good, too. They I mean, say I'm, I'm her afraid. Chinese name and then say that it might not always be apparent, but you are the most cherished, most loved in my life. You have grown into a young man who is unstoppable, achieving his goals and dreams. We, your parents, will support you in all your endeavors. Mom and dad are so proud of you, son. You will be in our hearts. How touching. What a full circle moment this is to have support for Aurora. But also, um, I don't know how I would be knowing that, oh, my God, like a massive family moment just happened while I'm being filmed for television. I would kind of like it because I feel like just that initial, like, I don't know. I feel like that moment is a little awkward in some ways. So for it to happen That's fair. while That's I'm fair. already gone, like I get to come home to like that push being taken care of instead of having to go home and be like, look, I do drag and I almost won or maybe I won in this and that, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah. it, it's I mean, to come to, I think. Especially for those who watched uh, Drag Race Philippines 2, where we had a massive, massive moment where someone thought their life is over because of a big reveal coming out. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, they get a, a message from their parents. So it was like, all right, everything's fine. I can now have a little less stress. Yeah. We have a surprise for Denim. It is her mom, Cheryl. What a sweet lady. She was such a mom. Super mom. That's what I wrote. I think the most beautiful part of their entire interaction is just how confident and effortlessly Cheryl used Denim's pronouns out of drag. Like, that is the definition of a person and a parent who understands. I mean, yeah, you could tell she just fully gave her the room to grow and be exactly who she wanted to be at all times. And mm-hmm. that's how a parent should be. And that's why I was just like. And last, but certainly not least, it's Melinda's partner, Scott. And this one is wild to anyone who remembers hearing about Scott's story earlier. But really, the comedy comes in when Melinda sobbing asks, who is looking after the dogs? I mean, that's the real question we got to get answered. I just love that they were both sobbing. I think they were one of the few where both were just bawling, like from the start. Melinda tells us that this is the longest they've been apart as Scott was still recovering from a mini stroke, which is not an easy recovery to to do. That's horrifying. Um, 
I don't know how long it had been. Maybe it was a week. Maybe it was seven months, eight months. I don't know. But for him to be standing there and be able to, you know, go out and walk and drag, that takes some talent. That 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 takes some good care. Army heels, yeah. Scott says he is healthy and able to travel and tells the room that Melinda was there for him and has made him stronger. Very sweet. Very, very touching moment. Now, let's say you were on um, a show, let's say Survivor, and you got a loved one visit. Who would you want to see? Probably my brother. Um, mm -hmm. Because he'd be <laughs> of use in the challenge, but also um, I don't have like a whole lot of family. So yeah, it would definitely be my brother, but I don't know if he's made for TV. <laughs> Well, you, you kind of alluded to our next point of, of being used in the challenge because now that the love is in the room, the loved ones are about to be put to work. It is a mini challenge and a mini makeover. They will be paired with their loved ones as the queens have to update their headshots. The loved ones have 20 minutes to get their drag queens in photo shoot quick drag. Oh, honey, this is going to be messy. I love this. I think this is such a fun, yeah. like, this was just like, it gave me kind of like old school, almost season five mini challenge vibes where it was just mm -hmm. like fun. Like, obviously there was an advantage or whatever, but it was just really fun. The anxiety that these queens felt, you could be like, my entire image is about to be destroyed by this person who has no idea what they're doing. Oh my God. Well, hopefully the people understand that not all moms <laughs> uh, paint final four worthy drag faces. Mm -hmm. We will watch the queens know their loved ones are putting them in makeup in all the wrong places. What was so wild and jarring for me was seeing that the loved ones um, got to sit in the confessional chairs and do their own I, confessionals. I noted that too. And I wrote that I really liked that. I just feel like they got the whole experience and the fantasy of Drag Race. And that's I agree. That's a bucket list moment for me. Like, give me like one line. Let me let me say one thing. Let me say the cheek, the nerve, the gall, the audacity, and the gumption, and, and and film it, and let me have it forever. That's all I want in life. They're so cute. Or let me say not today, Satan. Just give me again anything. Like you tell me the line, I will parrot it, and we'll I'll make it happen. It was Just very very funny, one, very well give me done. One where I sit there and then do like the choo -choo -choo -choo. like yeah. that, that's enough for me. Cheryl has never done drag makeup, despite having done Denim's dance makeup when she was younger. Joanne, Venus's mom, does her own makeup and has never done anything too outlandish. Scott. Poor Scott. This I was wrote a challenge. that. Poor Scott, LOL. That was one of my first things, like, mm. <laughs> He has never done makeup before, and it shows. Uh, he was, like, very afraid to even touch Melinda's face. Yeah. Jacob is going to be barked orders at, but who cares? Jacob's sole purpose here was to show off the guns and confessional to the producer who actually convinced him to do this, like a reality show contestant. Good for you. I feel like he was eating it up. I feel like he came there to be like, I, I honestly think this was an audition for some sort of Netflix Canada crave show. Somewhere. I was like going to write a note on it too. And I was like, mm, I won't, but I remember thinking like you were like, okay. All right, let's get to the shoot. Melinda's makeup inspiration is pin the tail on the donkey, paint by numbers. I mean, she's got a very white face, but some color. There was a little bit of color in there for once. But Melinda is hoping to go out for roles like Alexis Carrington and that bitch as she owns Edmonton. When Melinda sees her face, uh, she screams. We get the breaking glass sound. Uh, what the fuck was right? She screamed for 30 seconds. I felt that's what I put down. Melinda screams for 30 seconds. And I just that entertained me that she just kept mm -hmm. everything. 
Nira. Uh, wow, that is a Halloween beat from someone who watched five minutes of a YouTube makeup tutorial. But that wig, was that Jacob's decision? Who decided on that wig? And the eyeshadow, very much giving me Jeffrey Boyer Chapman season one realness. I wrote as giving art pop, but then again, I don't really like a lot of art pop. But I don't know. I felt like a very amateur, like, it gave me that vibe. And then her husband or whatever was like, this is, she's a piece of art. I was like, okay. So he see that's what he was going for. I think maybe he saw that too. So whatever. Yeah. He's just, he he's just hoping for a conjugal visit. That's all. <laughs> Jacob will get a request to pose Nira as he chooses. And he asks her to get on her butt and spread her legs. Uh, luckily, HR had already approved this duo, so they could say things like that. I mean, it didn't show much, but yeah. Nira will say when she sees her face that it's kind of giving and then says that's what she's going to look like on her wedding day. And I would say, okay, I guess we're not getting married. Insert rattlesnake there. Right, right. <laughs> Denim loves clowns, and her mom helped her embrace that. She is ready to audition for the role of Boo Boo the Fool at Clown School. This was an 80s nightmare. No thoughts in anyone's head there. It, what was happening? It was the mascara wings for me. They were so chunky. And then, and then I, after I got past that, I couldn't get past the lip liner. So I was like, mm. but um, Denim's going to see her face, and she knows her mom came there to sabotage her. At least she's honest with herself. It felt like it. <laughs> Aurora is there with Trinity's handiwork. Uh, she wanted Aurora to be really fun and fruity. Uh, she got that. Also, Trinity is a model. This was easy for her. I wrote, I, I think that she literally had done that like on herself before. And I think she just put it on her face. Like, I, I feel literally. like it's so easy. Like, I was like, it looks nice. But I, like, I feel like you have actually done this exact look on your own face before. Yeah, Aurora's like, it wasn't bad. They're sisters, but no, you know that was going to be the best actual mug. Yeah. And then Venus and the lace arrive. Girl, you surely had other wigs to pick from. Why did you pick the one where you have not cut your fucking lace line yet? What an I, image. I screamed when her mom said she was giving Cher glam, or like that was yeah. the, the goal or whatever. That was so funny. Mm -hmm. Venus says she's giving voice actor, and I was like, I feel seen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel seen. Venus will look in the mirror, and she's like, you punch the makeup in there. It's going to haunt her forever. The winner of this mini challenge, Belinda and Scott. Sure. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, whatever. Uh, like, not to get too, like, no spoilers, but I do feel like they kind of knew who was going to go home this episode. Yeah. They Give her some shmoney and uh, as they should. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, she got $2,500 courtesy of O'Grady's, which is like a bar. Who doesn't like to eat out? Um, I, I like to eat out. That's for sure. Yeah. Could you imagine if it actually wasn't cold, hard cash? And they actually just gave her a gift card for that much money at this place. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it would be what dinner for like three months. I mean, if you don't get sick of the food, exactly. It's bar food. I I love bar food. I could eat there. I do love bar food. Really be hitting, but I would be wasting money though because I'd be drinking every day there too. Like that's I mean, true. That's true. It's a trap, honestly. For the maxi challenge, they will give their bestie a drag makeover. 
that makes them look, act, and feel like red carpet royalty. Category is A Star is Born. Bust out the sewing machines, heat up the glue guns as the queens will be making their looks from scratch. How savage. They will have access to the fabulous fabric land wall, stunning shoes from Shoe Freaks, as well as fierce drag jewelry courtesy of Amped Accessory, our friends on the podcast. The family that drags together slays together. Now, I have a couple questions for you here. How are you at sewing? Oh, I don't know how to sew. Me either. Me, I'm not. Um, I would. I would bend a lacrim that shit <clears throat> best I could. As I've told this story on the podcast before, when I had to take a sewing class for a theater school, um, I still have the pajama bottoms where I don't know which side is the front and which side is the back, but I wear That's them anyway. Dope. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all three billion in franchises of drag race if you could have one drag queen make you over who would it be well i want to say bob just because i want to talk to bob but um probably crystal method she was my favorite transformation of everybody Mm -hmm. um so yeah or someone that's like more kooky like that i want to be like slay diva i want to be like outlandish and weird i'm here for it all right, the ladies hit their stations, and Venus is ready to stretch fabric her way through it. Nira is hoping to make history with a Buffy drag queen, which is the teaser to the name Buffy Nuff. Girl, you know that name had been picked out like since the second half of their first date together. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's like a nickname. Yeah. And Nira has a lot of man to put in drag and other stuff. Nira is not friends with design challenges, so she is ready to be a hot glue gun girly. Do we have a problem with hot glue gun girlies? Is that, is that a bad thing to be? Because I know it has a negative connotation at times. I don't think so. Because, like, as other queens have pointed out, like, you don't, in the real world after Drag Race, you don't necessarily need to sew. So, like, exactly. as long as you can prove you have, you can design and you have that eye for what looks like it should and you can make it look like that, I don't really care how you make it. In my opinion. I agree. Venus is overwhelmed with the moment. She knows her mom has given her the chance to live out her dreams and she wants to do her proud. Her mom has always wanted to be put in drag. Venus said no, but now she doesn't have a choice. Her cortisone levels are rising and she can feel herself stress out. Have no fear. Mommy is here. And I feel like this is probably one of the better design makeover challenges because if you're feeling stressed, you have like someone close to you who knows how to like calm you down. Because how awkward in the other ones when the other like... When Watch you have it. like a, a buff rugby man with you. Yeah. And you're like having a mental breakdown about a skirt and they're like, mm, okay. <laughs> right. Now, Melinda was surprised that Scott was there. So now all she wants to do is have fun. They have been talking about the drag persona for a long time. And the name is Conchita Verga. I mean, she's no Conchita worse, but alas, we're going to look yeah. at Conchita. <laughs> do you have a drag name picked out? <clears throat> Um, I wanted to be Chameleon, but I mm-hmm. don't like that impossible villain that is attached to it. That's I also fair. wanted to be I wanted to be Christy Meth for a little bit, uh, inspired by intervention, but Crystal Method came on and kind of claimed that. So that, one, that one's out there. We'll we'll find you a good name. We'll find you. Listeners, yeah. if you you've got a good name for Sebastian, just throw it out there. We'll 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 find it. Hell yeah. Scott is then gonna be put into this corset. I felt that pain for him. Especially after like recovering, like the last thing you want to do right. is go put in a corset. But yeah, the things we do for love, right? 
Denim will ask her mom if she expected her to make it this far. And she says, of course. Aw. Then Denim's mom just wants to know what she will do to her. Uh, that's the fear in the question. She wants to know what's going to happen because she knows. She knows, but she doesn't know. And that's the fun part. Oh, uh, yeah. Out of all the moms, I think she had the most um, in the dark of like what, what was going to happen to her. Because exactly. I didn't even know what Denim was going to do. Like I said, I didn't know if she was going to pull a crystal method or she was going to pull like a Jada or what. what. Mm-hmm. Denim wants to prove herself with a win and she's got a ringer on her team as her mom knows how to sew. Come on, tips and tricks. That uh, makes all the sense. You know that her mom did the majority of this work and they just did not show it on screen. I believe it. Also, there are rumors around those sewing machines. I've seen like plenty where like the, they'll set them up to break on purpose mm-hmm. and do like just things to stress them out for TV. Honey Davenport has been on this podcast and she has said the same thing. She oh, said yeah, they I- are not good. Mm, 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 that's mm-hmm. Trinity and Aurora talk about how many times they've watched this challenge and dreamed of doing it together. Trinity is here to rock whatever Aurora makes and hints that she wants green. Okay. So the client wants green. We'll see if the client gets what they want. <laughs> now we're going to see Scott walk in heels and Nira says he walks better in heels than she does. And honestly, he it might not be wrong. Melinda's walk is very um, dinosaur. Yeah, she doesn't exactly strut. No. But she strutted into our hearts. It's true. Daddy Braddy is back. He is ready to chat with the girls with a family member of his own. It is perennial guest judge Serene Fox, who I think has been on as a guest judge in every season but season one. I don't know a lot of celebrities from Canada. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a lot of them from the U.S. when they're on actually either. I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> I just am happy to see somebody. Um, yeah. She's rocking a yellow neon blazer um, and had, if you noticed, the judges on the lapel. Those yeah, I, saw the, I, didn't, I didn't actually look at what they were, but I noticed she had like these. Yeah, they little... were the judges. Very cute. Cute. Venus is excited to meet an indigenous legend. This is a big moment for her as Venus is the first indigenous contestant to make it this far. Not sure what that says about the show and about the previous contestants, but that's a story for a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Serene says she knows what it's like to not just represent yourself as she is there to represent a community with a lot of history. So Venus will share that she is going to be the red carpet while her mom is the statue, the Golden Globe, the Academy Award, etc., etc., are you a big award show fan? Uh, I usually like, like the Grammys, so I guess I would okay, say... Grammys, Grammys. Yeah. So you 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 prefer the music over the movies or the oh, TV? Oh, absolutely. Award wise, I mean, there's more like there's performances and stuff at uh, the Grammys and stuff, whereas like we don't have like scenes reenacted for us live at the Golden Globes, but you know. <laughs> we're we're here to find everything out about you. Let's find it out. Who is your favorite music artist? Go. Oh, Pink. Pink. Ooh, pink that's like a good my one. OG idol, yeah. Um, OG pink era, new pink era, we're, we're all of the above. So she has grown up. She's very happy now. She has a, a husband, wife, kids, all that. I'm not happy. So I, I'm still stuck in my grungy days. So I, I like um, probably Truth About Love and Before. I really, mm-hmm. but uh, Misunderstood is like my favorite album, which is very old. Very school. good. Very good. Uh, have you ever dyed your hair like pink? I have not. The most I've done is I used to put a little like um, blonde part right here, and that didn't help with my Lance Bass comparison. So, <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with Lance Bass, though? I mean, I've heard better, so I just 
I'm sad. That's the one I get the most, I think. But it's okay. That's right. Everyone else is watching. I love you. You know what? Maybe he's watching. Who knows? I've had stranger things happen on this podcast where people I didn't even know knew I existed, but that's cool. All right. Brad tells Venus that they want a big transformation of a dra full drag experience. So they're going to block a brow. Um, glad we are only blocking brows and not doing anything else with eyebrows because that is the trauma. She's getting and I don't want to see Nira and her man arrive to share that the fantasy of Buffy Nuff is warrior in the white and gold family. She tells Brad that her look has a piece that falls, so she is going to give Buffy a gold shimmer off the shoulder with a gold accent belt. Buffy, a.k.a. Jacob, reveals that he has been put in face once. Are we assuming it was by Nira? Yes. Yeah, probably. Because they were going to play like ears, right? She probably painted him like at least once to practice because she wanted to be ready for this challenge. Yeah. And how do you think Which that is works? what I say. Do you think they knew? I, or do you think like the love one gets an email after they leave? Like, like we're trying to fly you so out. So I think what usually happens is you have to give them a list of people you approve to either for this thing to happen or if they're going to send a message like the people you would allow them to have and then they'll reach out. Um, so I think they might have known. Um, I have a feeling that they that some of them prepared more than others. Yeah. We'll get to those looks. We'll, we'll talk about those. But yeah, no, I, my, I always said in this podcast, when it comes to makeover challenges, you can't do a makeover th for the first time on Drag Race. You have to have been able to paint someone's face. You have to have been able to paint multiple people's faces because you don't know what kind of face you're going to get when they come onto the show. Yeah, especially when they do like um, mini challenges to like assign people queens mm -hmm. and stuff. But I really get yeah. dice. So, absolutely. Brad's going to tell her that she has to make sure that the elements still stay elevated. And Serene tells her to not get too costumey as it can trigger people. She wants fashion. Why is it now important that drag has to be fashion and not be, you know, can't be costumes? I don't think it has. To. I think if you do camp, it just has to be elevated in a fashion way. I do think drag has become so mainstream now. We're on Vogue. We're on the runways. We're at the mm -hmm. um, um that fashion big event. The Met that, Ball. Yeah, the Met Ball. I was gonna say the thing that Cardi threw a shoe at. Um, so I think that now it is a lot more important. Like you need to look good, and you need to like. I think I can't remember if it was Raja or if it was Violet said it, but like we inspire the fashion people now. Like they yeah. take from our art. So that's true. I think that's kind of why. I mean, I do appreciate your like good camp, and I think there are a few people who did really good like high fashion camp. Mm -hmm. Some of them are no longer talked about as they shouldn't be, but um, it's hard to find other examples. But yeah. Denim's turn. And Brad is impressed by the full denim ombre. Since her name is a fabric, her mom will be velvet. Methinks they planned this one beforehand. Because I don't think that fabric land wall had velvet anywhere. Just saying. Oh, well, did yeah. <laughs> Just saying. She will make her mom equally as glam, and the look will be re the reversal of her look with a train that's spray-painted ombre. She has never spray-painted velvet before, so Serene tells her that from her competition dance background days, velvet holds paint really well, and it will give a crunchy, aesthetic-like hairspray. So that was the warning. 
Aurora introduces her new sister, Supernova Matrix, getting galactic up in here. She will up the ante with a gorgeous green stretch fabric and a trim and a lace, and Brad and Serene are not getting Supernova from the colors and materials. I mean, I guess after speaking to Denim and Velvet, they literally wanted a Supernova. They wanted the literal recreation of the name. Yeah, I don't know. Neither do I. But Brad tells her to give a big transformation. Serain says it will be hard as when you walk in with an awesome base, how do you elevate it more? So yes, Trinity, you were just called beautiful and cute from Serain Fox. High praise, high praise. Aurora is going to go back to the drawing board to figure out what else she can do because apparently green was shut down. Maybe they just knew um, that green is a bad color because Michelle Visage hates green too. I mean, yeah, that would have been... Well, she's not there, is she? She's not there, but she's always watching. She knows. She knows. Right. She was phoned in like, uh, I see what you're doing. You better put that on the back. <laughs> Melinda is really feeling good about the design challenge. What has she have in store for Conchita Verga? It's an asymmetrical style in Navy. Conchita's choice. She wants to give a wow moment for both of them. But Brad is desperate to know how she will glam up Scott and how Melinda will process it. Is She's going to give him a bigger updo. Okay, so apparently what she heard was hair. Okay. I feel like Melinda hears things, but doesn't understand things. Well, it's because of all the voices in her head, remember? Yeah, yeah. Because this is now the second design challenge in a row where she just didn't get it. And didn't she come in saying she's a designer? I I, I don't know if she did, but... From her entrance look, which the Queen's called out this episode too, so I can say this. The entrance look, I, I never once thought she was like a designer or like a fashion. Because yeah. I'm still convinced you got that at Target, girl. Think Target had it. Because I know wherever Queens it, who have it. Wherever it came from, return it. Mm-hmm. My Scott is excited to be there as Melinda has been there for him, so he's got to return it for the favor. The emotions are really coming through, and Melinda claims she understands the assignment. She has a much bigger picture in her head. No Vivian Westwoods will be harmed in the making of this garment, but our eyeballs will be assaulted. Don't you worry. We will get to it. Melinda is ready to redeem herself as she didn't come here to be nobody's runner-up. I wish I had that much confidence. Delusional confidence. Yeah. I mean, everyone should. It's true. Brad and Serene will leave, and I'm totally ready for her to be a full-time judge next season. Like, I feel like this was just a, a, a three-episode, three-season uh, audition for her to take yeah. Tracy Melcher's job. We'll stay tuned. We'll see. Aurora is going to start over. She is going to do something more simple, from green to purple, to make it more look like a galaxy. But the material is not easy to work with, so time for a challenge. Venus knows her mom is comfortable in her skin, so she is going to be giving back. You go, Mama. Go big. Go home. I'm here for it. Now, Denim, we're going to have a little red herring edit here. She's going to break another needle. She's already switched sewing machines once. She will ask her mom if she should hand sew it because she does not want to be one of the hot glue gun girls. But Denim's mom knows how to deal with the stress and having her in this moment is giving her the confidence she needs. Very much a winner's arc in this moment. I kind of wish that we got to hear a little bit more about Denim's backstory in re- in regards to um, her autism diagnosis, uh, especially having her mom there, um, because I think it's something that really deserved a platform. Yeah, um, and I like I have I have some really close friends that are you know on the spectrum or whatever, mm-hmm. um, 
I think it's very important to learn, like, especially when she said how to deal with, like, my anxiety. And I think I hope people understood, like, how acute and, and cautious um, her mom has probably actually has to be with that, you know what I'm saying, to understand. Um, I, it was it was a really beautiful moment. I was really happy that she got to share that on TV and she gets to go back and watch that now, like, Exactly. forever, basically. Nira has made a seam because it seems on Drag Race nowadays, if you make a seam, you have accomplished the world. It's time to bring the loved ones to the main stage for a tutorial on how to be a diva on Drag Race. Melinda will bring Scott out first and he thinks it's big. Meanwhile, I would probably be gagged at how small the studio is because I've been to a lot of like TV studios. They're not as big as they seem on TV. Yeah, I believe it. Melinda's coaching skills are slowly but surely Scott will get there. Let's go with that. He's trying to do his best, but this man was not ready for drag. He 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 did not spend hours um in heels. Venus I... wants to give her mom the center of attention moment. She is such a mom. And Venus has told her mom that she has not been in the bottom the whole competition and they cannot fuck up. Is that a way to tell your mom just like if you force me into the bottom, it's all your fault if I don't win? I would like to think it's more of just like uh, I need you to put your whole like everything into this right now because Mm -hmm. I like like get your shit together. But yeah, I mean, more or less. Jacob has been practicing at home in five inch heels. The neighbors are not happy, but Jacob has also been practicing bitchy poses. I mean, you got to be enough somehow. Near enough. Now the makeout session. Gross, nasty. That's all I'm going to say. Next. Exactly. Devin's plan is to fully let her mom have her moment. She will come out first so the judges fully see her. And this is going to pay off. Denim will teach her how to twirl so the runway presentation matches the caliber of what they are presenting. Have you ever put on heels and strutted your stuff? I believe I more or less have. Wait, Mm-hmm. a long And how did time you do? ago. Uh, one time the heel went straight in the grass and I learned a lesson that day. And then um, in my mom's boots, though, I think I did pretty damn good. Nice, nice. Um, so you can sissy that walk. I could if I need to. All right, good to know. Okay. Some tips. Aurora Any. has lucked out as Trinity is a model and knows how to actually walk in heels. She can tell that Trinity is having fun and they are able to slay it. Um, so we're not going to watch them do anything because it was just not fun and exciting because it was so boring. Yeah, I, I fast forward for this in my second one. <laughs> Back in the workroom, it is time to say goodbye to the loved ones for the night because they need to sleep while the others slave away. No conjugal visits for Nira. Aurora is trying to be positive with what she is making, which must be hard when your literal model is gone. What if the outfit didn't fit? Like, did production not think this through or is this all for TV? But <laughs> I don't know, did they have like the bot like did they have proper um I guess they had the body form to Yeah, like to be able to work on it. But every time you have a design challenge, it's on you. So you can adjust things without your partner there. I guess it's a little harder to do. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I think they knew who they wanted to send home this episode. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this whole episode didn't matter. Like, low-key. <laughs> It's uh, honestly, you're right.
Venus is stressed again. She is shaking as it's a guessing game fitting her mom into something that she doesn't have. Nira is turning the Hulk into a drag queen. And Marvel is like, hold please, coming to phase six. You know we are going to have a superhero drag queen at some point. I hope so. I hope so. It's long overdue. Wait, is it Shake Away? No. Uh, she's going to be. She star. is. She is. I don't know if the character is officially a drag queen, but. Um, yeah, I guess. But come on. The Hulk as a drag queen, like that just sounds like a, that, a, a, an entire episode of She-Hulk season two. That would be a spectacle to see. It would be. Venus thinks that Nira is giving Toga the house down alphabet Kappa because that's a man, Maury. Yeah, at, at first glance, her makeup was really good. Though I really I th- I rated all their makeups and I think I rated um there's the best. Oh, like, okay. Well, when we get there, I'm very curious to hear. Oh, it is elimination day. As they finish the look, spray paint their loved ones, paint themselves, and get themselves all in drag. The loved ones returns, and Venus's mom is in for a surprise. A name she will be dubbed Uranus. I love Not that. what she was expecting, uh, but it's because of the butt pads. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a we love butt jokes. So gay. Yeah. With the lovers in the room, it's time to find out how they all met, which I was like, oh my God, give me tips. Let's find out how to make this work. The tips I'm about to get. Bathhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Melinda and Scott met at a place of ill repute in Toronto, is what they call a bathhouse. I've never been to a bathhouse. Have you? I have not. I'm not opposed, but I just don't know. Enough. I don't really know. I don't know a lot about like, yeah. what it is. like I, I can imagine what goes down, but I also don't know like what it's actually is before all that. So I don't know. That's fair. I feel like you would do well at a bathhouse. I think you're cute enough that you would walk in and, and I would they would fun. just be lining up. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have fun, but um, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm also a little more socially shy than I look. So that's my only thing. Is like, that's fair. That's fair. Be like, Melinda says they went to grab a bite to eat at 1 a.m. and they haven't been apart since until she came to Drag Race. Wow. What a relationship. 11 years is crazy. Scott says that she was just the right person he was looking for. 11 years. I can't even find someone for three conversations. (laughs) Three texts. Also the photos together. They must have been from the early days because Melinda got old. I'm just gonna grab my cat real quick. Sorry. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, I'm back. Nira and Jacob met on an app. You do the math. I think we all know which app they were referring to. They just couldn't say it by name. Yeah, yeah. Um what what do you what do you think his profile said? What was it probably said discreet, right? Or was just a torso? Well, then he was he was in the closet, right? Yeah, it was probably just a torso then. Uh, I I bet it was blank. No, 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 you're right. He he's gonna show some muscle somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they met in person in the car, Nira said hi, and she had him right there. We're gonna learn that Jacob proposed to her in a hardware store parking lot because nothing says romance like nuts and bolts and shopping carts. Yeah, and the parking lot is crazy. What is your fantasy proposal? 
I got I never thought that far. Uh, I don't know. Probably just something unexpected. Um, I don't need it to be like in a big fat destination or anything like that. I That's don't. fair. To my future Twink Charming, do not ever think of proposing to me at Disney. It will tarnish everything for me and I will say no. I Disney don't think I don't is like. a sacred place. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would want it there. I always tell myself those if I don't cry when I propose to, I'm gonna say no. So keep that in mind. Oh, all right. Are, are you an emotional person? Oh yeah, I do cry a lot. I just be crying. Okay, okay. All right, so it's It's possible. It's not like it has yeah, to be it's absolutely the possible. first time you cry. Yeah, Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nira then counterproposed at the Calgary Stampede of the Drag Brunch. What does it mean if you counterpropose? Does that mean the person's like, that did not count. I'm going to make a count because the parking lot is not the way to do it. That's literally what that meant. It said that was not good enough for me, so I'm just going to do it myself. Or was it her way of saying, I want the fucking center of attention. We're doing it again. She was all in drag on stage. Yeah, she she <laughs> <laughs> she said, archive that last one. Jacob came out when he met Nira. He was closeted and was afraid of being viewed as weak. He says the strongest person he's ever known in his life is Nira because growing up for her wasn't easy. And she lived unapologetically herself. Very sweet. No crying here, but very sweet. And then Jacob is going to ruin the moment by saying he's going to give a new definition to what a size queen is. Oh, will you now? Wrong show. Now the conversation turns to the moms with the queer children. Venus's mom says that when Venus started wearing her sister's clothes and her shoes, she saw a future for her. Venus's sister came out before Venus and gave her courage to be herself. It was never coming out, but a coming into herself. She doesn't know if she would have felt comfortable without her mom's support. And then the story gets trumped as we learn that Denim, her mom has supported her during her transition as she's been an advocate. She says that Denim is the bravest person she knows. And as a parent, watching your child struggle to live and be who they are and feel helpless was hard. She was a parent from hell to have whatever Denim needed to be done in order to access the services that they needed. And it was smattered across the country. She says watching him have to justify and explain who he was in order to be approved for services was hard. She is in awe of the perseverance in the person that they are and knows that the emotional cost was and not surviving the coming out process was not an option. She was prepared to do anything she had to make sure that their child was okay. What a touching moment. Every child deserves a parent like that. Yeah, um, and that's the thing with denim, too, is maybe why we didn't get so much about the autism. Like, there's just so many levels and layers to denim and their upbringing. Yeah. And I guess it's hard to focus on all of them. Um, but, yeah, I, what, what a beautiful story. And I hope it um, gives, like, uh, hope to other people watching later in the same situations. And other moms as well. I think that's what's really important about these episodes is um, – that parents of children who are queer and all that um, get to see and maybe take advice and know that like, it's hard, but it does happen. It's okay. It gets better and all that. I think it's important for them to see because they're not necessarily always, you know, they, they don't have like the same support system. I feel like we have as, as gay people I agree. in our own family, they don't get to do that. So. And, and you're right. This is why we also watch the Drag Race television program. We watch it for these moments to remind ourselves that there is hope and there is other people like us. And, and yeah, the world is a better place due to people like Denim's mom. And I, again, I don't know what Denim's situation was. We only know what we see presented on the show. 
um, hearing Denim's mom speak that all of everything that she had to go through in this process with denim was smattered across the country. Canada's a big place too. There, there, that, that, that takes a lot of money as well. So whether denim's family comes from a, a place of wealth or whatever, it's something that not everyone can experience when they go through their own personal transition, but just to know that denim's mom was willing and able and accepting to the point where she's going to also fight to make it happen it really is a very heartwarming story yeah enough about that let's bring it to the runway as brooklyn is giving drama that is what we call a dramatic sleeve honey brooklyn, i liked it gorgeous these runways every time it's, it's Always. actually crazy. our panel has brad goreski tracy melcher and serene fox Category is A Star is Born. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Shallow or I'll Never Love Again. Oh, do I get to choose? Those are the toots and boots. Oh, okay. And friends, if you didn't get the reference, those are two songs from the Lady Gaga Star is Born. Just, just reminder, friends. Just saying. Venus and Uranus, I think we are very, very kind on the judging panel tonight. This is clearly not a makeover challenge in the classical sense of a makeover challenge. We are not looking for drag family resemblance. More weight is going to be put on the garment. For me, regardless of both, this was a safe presentation. I think Venus looks sensational. Uranus, maybe gold, not her color, but I do understand why it was. I don't love the cowl neck as much as Brad does. I wanted her to have a bit more shape in the hips. I don't know if she had the ability to give her more shape because does Venus even pad? In the makeup, again, in the drag makeover, that face was not Venus's face. Yeah, um, I put that I hate the mom's fabric and color, which I just, I feel like if they wanted to do Golden Globe, I don't think felt or velvet was the, the way to portray that. Um, I really did not like the color. And then the makeup, I gave it like a 6.5. It wasn't, and that's the thing too, like Venus doesn't do like, you know, like crystal makeup, like, or, or Trixie or even like big, she has very, not like chapstick and uh, lip gloss or whatever, but she, she's still. Uh, it's minimal. A lot. Yeah, it's yeah. minimal. So I feel like also there's not a lot to transfer over or mess with on her mom. So it was very, it, it was, it was not my favorite. I'll just say that. Brad says she looks gorgeous and got their runway concept. He says in terms of the design, she pulled it off as it's perfectly fit to her, and he loves what he did with the cowl draping. He says it was so beautiful to see the love and acceptance that it made him want to text his mom after. Tracy says the apple isn't far from the tree, and the judging from the mom's apple bottom, she sees where Venus gets it. Brooklyn sees a real transformation, and Uranus is wearing more makeup than her daughter has ever worn in her entire life. And Serene says they talked about her mom being the Canadian Screen Award, and she absolutely was. She tells Venus that maybe it wasn't on her mind at all, but she is wearing a red dress, and it's going to mean a lot more than just this design challenge. I will give this the softest right on the line, one point over a shallow. Wait, what's the, what's the other one? I'm sorry. I'll never love again. I would give this a I will never love again. Audience, right in the middle for us. 51% shallow, 49% I'll never love again. Near enough and buffy enough. Girl, you tried. I think Nira's look is cute. I expect that from her. It's a wonderful silhouette and very pretty color for her. 
Buffy is a man. Those muscles were not even attempted to be hidden, and that was the fatal flaw. That is Hercules disguised in drag. Way too much blush. The face is something, but at least she had a beautiful necklace and big hair. Yeah, I really liked her makeup. I thought she looked like Cheryl Hull, and that was really taking me out. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but her face just gives Cheryl Hull. But I felt like out of all of the makeups, hers was the best. I mean, I, I looked at she contoured with blush. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't mind it. Like, I just remember thinking that her makeup is really good. And maybe that's why I was focused on that um, and not so much on the bulging muscles and um, yeah. bottom half of the garment. But, um, yeah. Tracy says she loves the near enough beat she gave Buffy. She says Buffy's hair, they love a back comb around here. Brad says the design is a little messy, calling it toga party vibes, saying it's, it's giving more frat guy in drag and it's giving him a red carpet experience. Serene says it's the finishings for her as it's the design challenge, the final little hem and where things fall. Brooklyn says with the big frame, she could have really had fun with the giant hips and really played into the exaggeration of it all. She says, if you look around, everything's quite simple, but it's all about cleanliness. I will give this a I'll never love again. I will, too. I really want to give it a Shiloh, but I know that I need to not like I know what it is. So. The audience knows what it is. 36 percent shallow, 64 percent. I'll never love again. I don't know Melinda why. Verga and Conchita Verga. So those familiar with Drag Race Holland season two, please welcome to the stage Tabitha. There is no connection to these looks. I think Melinda looks pretty good. Took her long enough, but that face on Conchita, poor man, not a happy camper and looked very uncomfortable. This was bad. Oh, I could not get past. There was just like, like the course that just, it made like an actual angle like it went mm, mm, and then like was like the dress yeah. um it was like very much a box yeah real rough um kind of knew it was gonna be i don't think makeup is is her we all know that, that wasn't her biggest strong suit so this challenge just wasn't for her i don't think no not at all brad will ask melinda to describe conchita's look and says this is new money and was trying to represent old money. She says her assistant turned new money, takes over and rocks the runway. They all laugh and say, love the story now that they know what was happening. Tracy says she wasn't sure what was happening in the runway presentation and says it look, the look took away moments of elegance and regalness. Serene says there is a magic between them. And sometimes when that magic exists so calmly, they feel the need to make it more fantastical. She says the simplicity of how it exists is the magic and says the very end where they took a moment to smooch was the most authentic real Hollywood moment. Brooklyn says she sees the cohesion of going to the same award show. She tells Melinda she needs more color in the face. And Brad tells Melinda that she designed a really beautiful gown for Conchita and having her there is really special. I'll never love again. Oh, yeah. Period. Audience. 12% shallow, 88% I'll never love again. That 12%, come on. Yeah. Denim and Velvet, this is how you successfully do this challenge. The look was brilliant. I think that the simple fact she may or may not have crafted it there, amazing. If she did already have it, then she was lucky. But we'll pretend she didn't. We're going to pretend she didn't. 
Like Lena Galore on Italia 3, she stamped her face on velvet. That is the definition of a drag family resemblance. I think this was styled and crafted near perfectly. I was very touched and very moved by this entire presentation. Yeah, it was great. Um, I love that they did like a thin eyebrow because I just feel like that was so easy to just transfer over and it all looks really well. Um, I, I feel like I see a lot of this, like, um, I don't know why, but it reminds me all the way back to Cameron. Um, no, uh, who's the... I just cannot think because I'm tired. Um, who's the ballet dancer from like a few seasons ago? Next to Lemon? Willow Pill? No, next to Willow Pill. Uh, Lady Camden. Oh, yeah, Lady Camden, Lady Camden. She did like the same like stars printed, uh, like the spray paint mm -hmm. kind of thing in the dress. I feel like I'm seeing that a lot in Drag Race now. Um, Probably. It's easy. It's a very easy, simple way to elevate something. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of smart decisions here. It looks great. Love the hair color and how it's like two different. I just love everything about it, honestly. Brad says he doesn't have the words as the transformation is outstanding. Velvet says she feels like a whole different person, soft and sparkly and confident, which she sometimes isn't. Serene was nervous about the spray paint, but says for this look and vision, it works. She says she took the feedback and made it her own. She says it was a really wonderful choice to send her mom out first as she felt it as a mom. Tracy says she can see the denims in the details and says when she turns around from the front and the back, it's really magical. Brooklyn loves the spray paint as she's obsessed with the ombre bottom. She loves the spray painted stars in the hair and says it's giving Brittany and Justin. It is fabulous. It's a shallow. Oh yeah, shallow, 100%. Audience, 97% shallow, 3% I'll never love again. I think some people just don't like denim. Apparently not. And finally, Aurora Matrix and Supernova Matrix. The battle is the resemblance, and it's there. They were told that they wanted red carpet worthy. It was there. It was camera ready. I love how Supernova looks, but this also could have been her everyday face. Aurora could have gone even bigger and exaggerated. This was very strong for probably any other franchise, but for what they were looking in this moment, it just wasn't enough. I put it's fine. I wish they conceptualized more. Like there was no concept for me. Yeah. It was, it was like, safe. Dresses, cute makeup. Yeah. Like, okay. Serene says she is incredibly thankful that there is no green velvet with rhinestones and lace. She has said she loves how they match, but for her, they are twinning too hard, but the beauty and performance was all there. In other franchises, twinning would have been a win anyway. Tracy yeah. says the boot, they both look like they are going to the same event. She says sometimes they want them to edit and take away, but would have liked her to do something bigger. She asks if she had any complications with Supernova's dress, and Aurora says she couldn't figure out how to finish in the back. Brooklyn says that it's a step up from her last design challenge and says she sees her painted beautifully. She says this would have been a great time to take a risk and give Supernova a real transformation. And Brad says maybe with the hair color or more padding, he still sees elements of Trinity in there. I will go with a shallow. Um, yeah, I agree. Audience agrees too. 87% shallow, 13% I'll never love again. And now the loved ones are kicked out. Do they just not get to do the untucks? Why do they leave? How rude. Yeah, where do they go? I don't know. It's not, they have to stay in drag, clearly. Or maybe they took off their drag and then got to do the confessionals. Yeah, that may be. Well, knows? I feel like they would do that before, right? Who knows? Who knows how this show works? I always wondered, how does it work with crying? Like, how do you, like, how do you make yourself cry again? To be like, remember when you cried? Cry again now and talk about it. Like, that's always interesting to me. I pro they probably tell them something awful, 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 and then say, like we just, just kidding. 
We just got a call. Your dad died. Anyways, yeah. remember when you were crying yesterday? Can we talk about that? Yeah. All right. Back in Untucked Junior, the emotions are real. Aurora feels gutted, slipping and falling this close to the finale. And I was like, girl, you are safe. Don't don't even try to give us this edit right now. We know yeah, nothing about us happening here. Come on. She says that there are two clear tops with Venus and Denim, the mom and the child pairs. Interesting. Not, I don't agree, but anyways. Venus is very emotional that her mom made her a superstar and thanks her mom for selling it. Denim says that her mom is a very shy person, but drag made her feel it. She is really proud. Aurora says she is in the bottom as she and Trinity are two peas in a pod. She knows that she took a risk going for more twin-like, like Tia and Tamara and Tegan and Sarah. Also, whoever wrote the captions, girl, you don't know how to spell pop culture icons because it was wrong. I was very upset. Very, yeah, very disappointed. They stuck on their media team. Like. <laughs> Nira is sad and crying as she doesn't want to go home. She Ooh. has worked so hard to get to this point. She wants it so bad to be in the finale. And we'll give a concession speech of sorts, as she likely thinks this will be her and Aurora in the bottom. So she tells the girl she's thankful to be in the, there in the moment with all of them and all their loved ones. She says it was so special to have Jacob there and goes fishing for compliments because Venus tells her she's proud of herself and game's still on, blah, 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 blah. I really do think Nira thought it was her and Aurora in the bottom. Also Interesting. Because the way she was talking, I don't think she realized that she would have to battle Melinda and we knew what would happen there. I don't understand. Like, how could you not? I don't know. I think from a television perspective, Melinda's story was more interesting. Yeah, but the outfit was literally like, I like I can't get past that shape. Like, that was, oh, the, I know. That was the most like, uh, in grievous, if that's a word, um, like error on the runway in my opinion it yeah was it was not terminating cute. like this is we are decades into drag race at this point and like regardless the franchise that is not okay and you know that but anyways melinda says this was one of the happiest days of her life she says thinking about the past year with all the struggles with her and scott all her pain and exhaustion has been swept away as she has the joy she is grateful for the gift that was given to them she knew she was aware. Yeah, we all were. The queens are back and the decisions are in. Denim will get her first win of the season. She wins $5,000 cash and a $5,000 charity donation to P-Flag Canada, courtesy of Neutrogena. That's fun. Yeah. Venus and Aurora are safe, leaving Nira and Melinda at the bottom two. Do you agree? I don't. Who would you have put in the bottom I feel like I'm going to get murdered. I would have put Venus and Melinda. Ooh, interesting. I, don't, I think the makeup was bad, and I think the, the fabric was really ugly, and I just feel like when you construct a simple dress, like that's kind of like all you have to go is like the fabric needs to make sense. Um, I mean, I, I, see, I see it for... Um, Nira too, I do, but I, yeah, I probably I, I, I'm trying to like double check myself now. But back then, I remember watching both times. I thought it would be Venus and Melinda, so I'm gonna. I, I mean, I understand why you think Venus could be there. I think that could have been a definite option for me. The tops were Denim and Aurora, with Venus potentially in that bottom three. But for me, I was okay with Nira and Melinda. But yeah, Melinda was 100 the. Bottom I also. Bottom. 
I also think like they knew, like I said, they knew who they wanted to leave and they had to put mm -hmm. some keep up for sure. And I don't think Venus could have necessarily yeah. kept up in I the agree. against I agree. Melinda. And I think the fans wouldn't have let that slide. So it's the Battle of Alberta. The song is Carly Rae Jepsen's I Didn't Just Come Here to Dance. What a fun little song. I love when they do Carly. I remember like all the Carly lip syncs. I mean, with a title like that, you knew that Nira was going to come there and dance and give acting beats. Very impressive. But doing this song in gowns, how rude. Yeah. I mean, Melinda didn't care. No, Melinda didn't care. She gave a lot. She really tried to be big on moments that didn't require anything big and massive. She did like one move where she just like, and I don't know. It was like so out of place. It was so random. And it, it, there, there was a lot of randomness. Um, I think they both were fighting to be there to get to the finale. But this was really just going to be about journey, track record, and what Brooklyn likes more. She likes the splits. They gave them a double split, so it was a little harder for her to pick. But in the end, Nira wins. Melinda sent packing. I agree. Do makes you? Sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. She left with, with with cash money and whatever else. And um, yeah, I think she's a great queen. I really would love to see her on like All Stars. Like the glow up would be real. And um, I just think it was her time. And it's just no shade to her. I just think you know. She needs a little bit more time in the oven before she can I think what's interesting also is in the sense of Melinda, I don't know if they knew she would blow up the way she blew up because you're right. She'll probably return somewhere. Uh, Jiggly Caliente wrote a thing about uh, Philippines versus the world. Um this that's where Melinda deserves to go because then she made another joke that it can't be uh Philippines versus the world, otherwise it would be Philippines versus colonizers, which was everyone knows their history. Very, very true there. But no, I think that would be the better place for her. But Melinda girl, you gotta you gotta have uh some conversation with some of your sisters on how to improve on the drag part because personality will only get you so far. Well, I'm sure she will. Like, that's the thing. Like, she's going to get books. She's going to tour. She's going to get culture. Not culture, but she's going to get, um like, tips and, and meet all kinds of people, even outside the Drag Race realm, that are going to help her. I think, too, like, she... We were living in a world of Drag Race that was very cautious. Like, people weren't causing drama. People were scared to, like, say the wrong thing. And I think Melinda came in and literally screamed and gave us, like, gave us what, like, what I have been missing from Drag Race. I do miss that. Like, I miss the real drama, and I hate how the fans have kind of, like, made most most of the queens scared to talk because the hate is really real. Even when I was looking at the um, the Instagrams of all the queens and what they have written for them, there was, like, a lot of hate on their, in their comments, which yeah. is sad to see, but. Let's see how the fans feel about our final form. And we are going to discuss the likes on social media for the hashtag teams. All right. Let's start with the Canada's Drag Race Instagram. According to the Instagram before this podcast, Aurora Matrix had 19,029 likes. Denim, 11,364. Nira, 10,219. And Venus, 16,157. So if the fans had their same... They gave it to Aurora. Over on the Wild Presents Plus Instagram, Aurora Matrix, 5,810. Denim, 2,492. Nira, 3,382. Venus, 2,844. 
based on the likes, I think we have a determined winner. I'm going to ask you to hold off on who you think is going to win for now. But just on how the fans are feeling, what did you make of those numbers? Venus has surprised me a little bit. Did you think it was be higher or lower? Higher. I did too. Especially the WoW Presents to see that she barely is scraping by in third with Nira ahead of her. Um, Very shocking to me. Me as well. Me as well. I feel like, yeah. Um, Let me ask, we'll do the burning questions and we'll discuss more on these results. First, what is Melinda's legacy? Untucked. Yeah. I think now it's untucked. It's the it's the Vivian Westwood. It's the the all those moments. Um, yeah, she doesn't realize she's gonna have to go to these meet and greets in bad drag for the rest of her fucking life. She did <laughs> that to herself. <laughs> Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Not doesn't have to be the winner of the episode. Who was the best in this episode? Um, oh Denim. I mean, they, I edited, agree. they edited it very much in her way. So I mean, it was hard to feel any other way. Nelly Furtado is joining the girls to drop some solo tracks. I mean, what a gag. That's exciting. That is so exciting. What did you think of this being a solo? track challenge as opposed to the four girls doing verses i kind of like verses better i do too i like one complete song yeah because it's like the same criteria that goes to everyone whereas like now who fucking knows like i I sense production already uh, interference um but it's you know hopefully it'll be cool i mean i don't think i don't know how much of these songs are actually getting streamed like how much money they're really making off these but um Listen, yeah. if 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 it's based on my Apple end of the year playlist, then uh, the girls from Pop Off I'd say still get lots of money from me. Okay, yeah. Are you a big fan of Nelly Furtado? I cannot honestly say that I am. Look, I respect them as an artist, but I don't know a lot of their work. So do you, do you you don't fly like a bird? You're not like a bird only going to fly away. No, I didn't not a man eater. I didn't like when Crystal did that. No. After eight episodes, the winner of the season is? Who I think it's going to be or who I want it to be. Give me both. I am team... I think I'm team Denim. Um, I mean, I wrote something about everyone. I said, I see a lot of Simone and Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, although I am Indigenous, I'm part, part, I'm part Creed, so I do feel the need to root for my Indigenous sister in that way. Um, I feel like Aurora is missing like the oomph. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the oomph in um her personality. Maybe it's because she's so young. Like like mm-hmm. I said, all the queens like this whole top four I think is gonna go off and do crazy things when they come back. Like that is a big thing about this. Um, and then I feel like Nira is just missing what makes her different. Like she could easily win maybe like an earlier season, but I think she she's just a little more on the generic side to quote Lux. Um, um, so yeah, I would say Team Denim, who I think is going to win. I felt like, um, you know how we had like the Melanin Dynasty? I felt mm-hmm. like it was ending, entering like our Trans Excellence Dynasty. Like we got Sonique, we got Captivating Cat Cat. So I was kind of like, okay, we're going to get Venus now. Like I was kind of seeing it for that. Um, but after the fan reaction, like, I don't think that's going to happen. So I would 
probably guess Aurora. I would guess Aurora. Um, Here's my journey through getting through this answer. I think 0% chance winning is Nira. Um, I, I I think it was really fun to see her. She was definitely aided by her moments on the show because she definitely was a good shitster. Whether it was sarcasm or her personality, she definitely had an antagonist vibe, but a lovable villain in a way. I feel like her But name's I just, so. yeah, and I, I just don't think she has the it factor yet. I don't see Denim winning simply based on this being the singular win. I think Denim has a lot of amazing elements to them and definitely brings a unique perspective to drag. I think Denim is not fully formed as a drag race winner. Denim will be back. Now it comes down to Aurora and Venus. And this is where... As someone who commentates on all of the franchises, I think it's amazing to see two queens who did very well have two different stories to tell. You have Aurora Matrix, who has the most wins, but it's only two. Yeah. Venus has the best track record, never being below safe, but has only one win from episode one. Yeah. You have a growth arc, you have a consistent arc. What's more interesting? And I think based on what's more interesting and overall journey, Aurora should win. But if you're giving it to what the wiki says has been the best points per episode, it goes to Venus. I would put my vote toward Aurora. But you're right. She's not fully boosted. There's something missing. I honestly think all of them have one thing missing and mm -hmm. that's what makes it like hard. Like there isn't like a clear, just like in your face, Bob, or, you know, so I, I just think denim is going to bring something needed and I'm always going to push for the weirdos. Cause I'm just like the weirdo as well. So, but I, I feel like she's going to bring like representation. She's going to bring a story. I think that since none of them are fully polished yet, I'm kind of mm -hmm. just in the future. Like, I guess that's part of what I'm doing is looking at future them because like once they win the show, they get the money, they tour a little, then they're going to start looking like a winner for sure. Yeah. I'm kind of looking like who is going to take that and like push that extra mile and, you know, make us believe that they are the winner. And I just, I think I for Denim also more. just looking at the winner circle of Canada, you have Priyanka, you have Isis, and then you have Giselle. Two Queens of color, one white queen. So almost Anyway, aside from Nira, you're getting uh, uh, a minority somehow. Yeah. Um, trans winner, amazing. Asian winner, amazing. Indigenous winner, amazing. So I think no matter what happens, it's a very exciting winner if it's one of those three. Um, again, not taking anything away from Nira, but I just don't think she has any chance. See, and I'm I'm more interested in just having like um, someone on the spectrum as a winner. I think we need that. Like absolutely. We really need that um is that a reason for someone to automatically win no but i i think and it, it's interesting to me that they because i think production is very cautious when they are handing out their wins and how they want that to like lay out mm -hmm. at the end and the fact that they oh, only allowed someone to get as far as two makes me feel like they wanted it to remain open and justifiable on who they wanted to win and the thing is is denim is consistently second in the polls 
So I could I could see that not on the Canada's drag race one though. Venus is, is second on that one by okay. about five thousand votes. She's five thousand ahead of Denim, which is why it's very interesting to see how the world and Canada see things differently. Yeah, that is really interesting because Canada probably knows these people too. Like we don't really right, like, and, and uh, you probably have a lot of regional um, support coming from Vancouver, um, pushing everything one toward Venus. So again, sometimes those have jack shit to do with anything. I also have watched a lot of Drag Race in 2023. Go I, ahead. Feel like, I feel like um, Brooklyn don't give a fuck. Like, to be honest, like he's going to crowd who he wants to feel like who he wants to win regardless of yeah. anything. And that's why it is more, I guess, exciting in a way. And I, I always look at the winner's circle too. Like you, like who's going to fit in there and bring something new and, and a little bit different. And I know Giselle was more of like a little, she's not super kooky, but she, she was a little bit more out there, which makes me kind of feel yeah. like they won't. She's from Montreal. Out. Yeah, so I don't know if they're gonna crown another person like that right after, but we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my god, Venmo! Hell yeah! Oh my god, I have to look at all my stuff. Um, well, you can find me on Facebook at Sebastian Kitsky. You can find my Survivor Org, which is um like online Survivor stuff, um on Survivor Torg T O R G. Uh, Instagram, I believe I changed. Yep, Bear Trap Sebi is um Instagram. Fortunately, my OnlyFans is now deleted. So Aww. I know. Um, and my and my fun Twitter, but uh, Sabit Your Astin is um or Sabit Your Astin is my Venmo. If people really want to send me money, go ahead. But uh, thank you for considering me to do this. This is fun. I've never done an interview like this before. And um, yeah, well, we got a lot of drag race coming up, a lot of Survivor coming up in 2024. So you'll be back. We'll that was it. Feel free to ask me back. I'll come. I'll make it happen. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Thank you, man.